This is Studio A from Interlochen Public Radio. Welcome to Studio A at Interlochen Public Radio. I'm Amanda Sewell. Our guest today is the wonderfully multifaceted pianist Claire Wangsi. She'll be the soloist with the Traverse Symphony Orchestra Sunday afternoon. Hi, Claire. So nice to have you here. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Now, you are coming off a concerto performance just last night with the Lansing Symphony Orchestra at the Wharton Center. Uh, what did you play last night? I played uh, Ravel Concerto in G. Um, and yeah, it, it rarely works out so well logistically that we can do something. Two concerts in one state within yeah a week is, is pretty luxury. <laughs> then a I convenient driving distance exactly. too. Exactly. So you played Ravel last night. Sunday afternoon, you're playing Mozart with the TSO. Two very different concertos. You've got what fifty or more concertos in your brain and your fingers. Mozart, Haydn, Rachmaninoff, Bartok, Ravel. How do you how do you and a and a conductor decide what you're gonna program? Well, usually um, I have to say most uh, orchestras they they have a kind of um, a list of pieces they would like to perform in a season. This is done usually in consultation with uh, the the chief conductor and also assistant or um, guest conductors also. And so typically I I would get a request on can you play this piece? And um, rarely do I have. Um, let's say, a choice or am I able to voice um, a particular wish of mine? <laughs> it's really only when um, I, I know maybe the conductor personally. And in this case, of course, with Kevin, this is really a very special um, return, let's say, to Viennese classical repertoire. We have played so many different uh, concertos together over the years um, since 2008, my very first time working with him. And we've done, started with Chopin, I know, and then we've done... Um, Rachmaninoff, we've done Prokofiev, we've done Tchaikovsky. So we went through these um, Russian war horses. And the last concert with him was actually pre-pandemic. And we played both Liszt concertos in one concert. And this was very intense, um, one and two. And it was a lot of fun. And so for us, like doing Mozart is actually um, a real dive into something very unfamiliar terrain for, for us too. And yet at the same time, Kevin is um, so so deeply entrenched in the European culture. He himself conducts there very often. We've met there a couple of times. Um, and I, I've lived in Germany um, almost half my life. So I'm really looking forward to doing this with him. We should say that's Kevin Rhodes, the artistic director and principal conductor of the Traverse Symphony Orchestra. And Claire, you... Uh, you played Tchaikovsky the last time you were here in northern Michigan with the Traverse Symphony. What's different about a Mozart concerto? Well, uh, Tchaikovsky concerto number one is is a huge warhorse. I mean, everybody plays it. And I, when I was learning the piece, I felt like um, I've heard it so much that it was almost just coming so naturally out of my fingers because in a way... Um, it was so much in my ears that I knew what was coming next. And that's a very important part of learning a piece. This Mozart concerto, number 21, is a little bit similar to that because it is um, perhaps the most famous of Mozart's piano concertos. Um, I can say very honestly, I've never played it with an orchestra. 
And yet, um, when you're playing a very famous piece, there is this huge challenge of finding your way with it, like finding um, your own personal connection. How do you make it differentiate from all the other interpretations that are floating around in your ears? And this is a huge challenge. So for me, of course, the, the two pieces are completely different, and yet there is the same challenge a little bit, how to individualize it. I've, I have... Um, in the meantime, been working with Mozart a lot in the last, I would say, four or five years. I've really deepened my connection with him. I mean, I started out, um, I think, as with most um, most instrumentalists, we all play Mozart early in our lives, and then we want to do the, the cooler stuff. But um, coming back to Mozart, I, I recently recorded even a Mozart album with the Salzburg Mozarteum Orchestra, which was, uh, that that was quite demanding just because you're you're in Mozart's um, birth city and working with this orchestra no, renowned for their Mozart interpretations. And we played, we, we recorded three relatively unknown of the middle period concertos. And this uh, number 21 is actually very much following that period. So I do feel a little bit like I, I have a grasp of this stylistic musical language that he had in this time. Well, let's go back a little earlier in the 18th century here in Studio A. We'll hear pianist Claire Wangsi perform music of Johann Sebastian Bach right now. This is a Toccata in G minor, BWV 915.
We're in Studio A at Interlochen Public Radio with pianist Claire Wangsi performing music of Johann Sebastian Bach, the Toccata in G minor, BWV 915. Claire, I got to say, that is a very vigorous performance of Bach. Some people sort of treat Bach with, uh, you know, with kid gloves like they might break it. But I love how you just dig right in (laughs) and play it. Well, I mean, Bach Toccatas are not so much what you would expect because they're very early. They're some of his very first keyboard works and they stem from his uh, early times actually in in Weimar, Germany. I feel like he experimented a lot with these pieces. He wrote um, a set of seven and then never returned to the genre actually. And all of these are almost in a fantasy form. So there's always a kind of improvisatory intro and then followed by sometimes like in, in this particular one that we just had, there's almost a very reminiscent chorale um, which holds some harmonies that can be described as similar to Chopin even a little bit and then it goes into a very brisk kind of like marching dance Um, another nocturne reverie um, section 
followed by this insanely difficult toccata. Um, and this this particular toccata, it's uh, the kind that doesn't leave your ears. After, <laughs> after. So in Germany, there's uh, a word called Urwurm, and it means like earworm. So it just stays in there. <laughs> and um, I find that Bach, these toccatas can very much be compared a little bit to Scarlatti sonatas. So it's a little bit where they want to show, these composers want to show a little bit their prowess on the instruments. And Bach was certainly a virtuoso of the cembalo. And um, if you look at later his partitas, the Goldberg variations, these are all extremely difficult, um, demanding works also to play just from a technical viewpoint. But uh, these toccatas I find are even more vigorous. And... Um, in some ways are his most virtuosic uh, pieces and therefore they show a little bit also of his younger and wilder side, a side that is lesser known. Now, you mentioned earlier you've recently recorded some Mozart concertos with the Mozarteum Orchestra of Salzburg uh, and conductor Howard Griffiths. You're playing Mozart this weekend with the TSO here in Corson Auditorium at Interlaken. Can you talk to us a little bit about how a recording session differs from a live performance? Yeah, I mean, the most obvious, of course, is that we have many chances to make something <laughs> right um, as in comparison to something live. You know, we have that moment and then it's gone. Um, but that's really what makes a live performance so magical. I personally am not completely for today's um, recording studios where you can literally change um every single note separately. You're able to voice everything almost. You can change the way something is articulated, something sounds. And I've heard even from, from recording engineers where someone would come in and say, yeah, I, I want to have um, the sound like Horvitz in this recording or what? something. And <laughs> it's just, that, that for me is just a little bit, it's not real. It's not genuine. And therefore, a lot of my recordings, um, I try to do things kind of in big takes. I've also recorded um, the Bach toccatas, all of them. And I always recorded like um, what would we add? Just kind of these big three minute chunks. And I prefer not to really um, do too much editing within that. So section by section, at least, you know, to have um, as much of a big picture as, as we can have. Now, recording with an orchestra is, is a little bit different because when you're with a huge group like the Salzburg Musical Team, I think it was a group of like 60 people um it would not look good for anyone to say okay well there was like a mistake in this bar let's just repeat these three bars or so so with them and also with with maestro howard griffiths we were really able to um find a swing to each movement and um we also tried to have it as large and as large arcs as possible so um i think it's all about your own personal tastes. I mean, there are definitely perfectionists in the field. Um, I always look back a little bit on the golden age where pianists, like you hear recordings, and these recordings are so exciting because there is this almost crackle of live energy because they are not someone who says, yeah, we need to have every single note perfectly. I just want to express the, the feel in the moment. Do you use uh, click tracks when you record with an orchestra or is it, or is the tempo just all in the gut? It's in the gut completely. Yeah, I mean, with film music, I, I know some people, they have the headphones in. But um, no, I, th I think in, in the orchestra recording, I even remember sometimes when we were doing another take of something, uh, the conductor would ask, can you play us just the beginning, um, the first two bars of our last take? And the engineer would do that. And then it's really, I mean, it's the conductor's uh, responsibility in a way. And we were able to do that. I don't think there was any trouble with matching the tempos. Well, Claire Wangsi, next here in Studio A, you are going to play us a cadenza, one that you wrote. 
for Mozart's other C major piano concerto, number 25. You're playing 21 this weekend with the TSO. First of all, uh, what is a cadenza? A cadenza is a extended passage where, um, in this case, the, the piano soloist will be able to, let's say, unleash some virtuosity <laughs> and uh, have a bit of more freedom, let's say, to show off. And I think back in the day of Mozart's time, of course, he, he would just improvise. And some, some of these cadenzas could be very long. And... Um, you are really renowned for your ability to improvise. Like Mozart was a master of that. Beethoven was fantastic. He even um, composed a couple cadenzas for Mozart concertos. And uh, Beethoven's famous one for the D minor Mozart concerto was even like almost four minutes or so in length. So today it's a little bit different. I do not possess this uh, talent to just improvise on the spot on stage. <laughs> um, that That's almost uh, unfeasible. But... Um, I think it's still very much uh, an art where the music has to feel in the moment. It has to feel like it's being somehow um, conceived on the spot. And uh, the Mozart C major concerto, um, number 25, so the the later one, um, kind of big, larger orchestrated, um, that's one of the first uh, concertos that I actually arranged my own and felt confident enough to really present it as my own as well. So what do you what do you sort of bring in when when you write your own like you bring in themes from the concerto do you just bring in things that are that are in your head Yeah it's it's a kind of a mix but most of the time we're using motives from the first movement um and particularly the the second subject of that one I I display it prominently in in my cadenza and um I juxtapose it kind of together with um the first the first subject so um Interestingly enough, uh, the Mozart um, this in this concerto, I don't play what the orchestra plays, so I try to incorporate some of the orchestra theme also in my cadenza. <laughs> well, that's good. We wanna we want them to feel included. Let's hear that original cadenza played by pianist Claire Wangsi here in Studio A at Interlock in Public Radio, one that she performs near the end of Mozart's Piano Concerto Number Twenty Five.
music of, well, not really of Mozart, sort of of Mozart, and Claire Wangsi as well. We heard her original cadenza that she plays near the end of Mozart's C major piano concerto number 25. She'll be playing another C major concerto number 21 with the Traverse Symphony Orchestra this weekend. Claire, what's your what's your routine or your ritual on the on the day of a concert? Do you eat? Do you not eat? Do you exercise? Not exercise? Uh, no exercise. Okay, but, All right. but um, and also good. Me neither. <laughs> a little bit less food right before a concert. I mean, I have made um, a big mistake once a couple of years back. I, I ate a huge fondue dinner <laughs> and then I played um, Mussorgsky uh, pictures and exhibition, and that was a recital. That was a big mistake. I, I just realized it just feels so tired and heavy. And uh, no, I, I I won't happen. But for Mozart, of course, a little bit different. I mean, the music. It, you have to be really um, 100% concentrated, focused. There has to be this like sprightly energy in a way. And uh, yeah, typically, I mean, the most important for me is to get a good night's sleep before. And um, and in this case, actually, uh, our concert on Sunday is going to be at 3 p.m., which I find a wonderful time <laughs> rather than waiting until the evening sometimes. So I'm looking forward. Claire Wangsi will be the soloist in Mozart's Piano Concerto Number no. 21 with the Traverse Symphony Orchestra. Kevin Rhodes conducts the program, which also includes Bruckner's Symphony Number no. 4. That concert is Sunday at 3 o'clock in Corson Auditorium. Claire, thank you so much for coming to Studio A today. Thank you very much for having me. Kelly D. Pasquale engineered this edition of Studio A. I'm Amanda Sewell. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Studio A is a production of Interlochen Public Radio, part of Interlochen Center for the Arts. Our recording engineer is Kelly DePasquale. Amanda Sewell is our music director. Our digital content manager is Emily Duncan Wilson. Learn more at interlochenpublicradio.org. You'll be playing the C major, number 25, piano concerto. Nope. That's right. 25. No, I wrote 25 because we were talking about it. That's the cadenza you're going (laughs) to play. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. That's scary.